Hello and welcome to Insights, the podcast with your host, Joe Parnay. Join me in this deep exploration of our personal journeys from ambition to meaning, where we stop living life fast and start living life deep. This is a journey of waking up and realizing that our lives have never been about us, but about others. True success leaves positive ripple effects on other souls. I believe that success needs to be redefined from our own personal ambitious endeavors to be redefined as the value that we leave and give to others around us. Join me now as we begin this journey to deeper connections, even more fulfillment, some fun, curiosity, life, love, and all good things. Your deeper journey from ambition to meaning starts right now. Hello and welcome to episode 47. Joe here. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thoroughly loving this journey up to episode 47. Can you believe it? Anyway, I think I said that last week about episode 46. (laughs) Anyway, welcome. Now, just a couple of quick uh, housekeeping things. October 22, October 23 is the final free intro to EDIS training for the year. And for those of you who are fascinated by the world of behavioral profiling, energetic profiling, and understanding or having a deeper appreciation of how we think and process information and how we make decisions and so on, um, it's a day and a half of uh, just, I just love it. It's just beautiful. Now, for those of you who are interested in becoming experts in behavioral profiling and becoming accredited in in that particular space, you can continue that journey with me beyond the day and a half. But let me be very clear, that day and a half is a standalone event, which means even if you're not interested in becoming accredited and you just want to learn more about the human condition and profiling, uh, you'll get immense value. So if you want to join me, just go to my website, joeparney.com.au. And over there is a um, is a link so you can register for free so you can receive your Zoom link when the time comes. All right. So let's have a look at today's topic. Today's topic is or insight I want to I want to expand upon is the thought that what you judge you fear what you judge you fear what does this even mean well let me sort of go around the topic and then we'll get closer to the core of it and what I want to share with you is that first of all before we talk about the fear and its relationship to judgment and vice versa we need to understand love and there are two types of love there's the human emotion of love and then there's divine love The human emotion of love is riddled in conditions. It's absolutely got conditions. It's extremely rare to see unconditional love in the human space. And what I mean by that, it sounds a bit weird, but what I mean by that is that divine love is an unconditional presence. Divine love has no rules. Divine love literally loves everything. If you ever think about this, whenever you are in a space of joy, which is an extension of this divine love, Whenever you are in a, in a place of deep appreciation, gratitude and joy and peace, notice how you don't judge anything. You don't judge anyone. You take everything by your stride. You, you know, we, we tend to just embrace whatever comes. We tend to be a lot more patient and kinder toward others when we're in this space, in this place of love. When it comes to love, the human emotion, it's got rules. It's got conditions. Um, you know, just on Monday past or just a few days ago, as of September 14, a few days ago, you know, Silvana, my wife and I celebrated our 24 
years of marriage, our 24th wedding anniversary. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's emotional, there's, obviously there's love there, but it's, a, it's, it's also a human love. And what I mean by that, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that what glues our marriage together, just like all relationships, is, and, then, and I'll say this at the risk of being misunderstood, is not love, it's values. Values is what draws relationships together. Love is perhaps maybe one of those values, or certainly the love that's experienced is, is experienced conditionally. Because if those values are violated to the extreme, are violated to the point where there is, um, you know, all trust is eroded, then love gets withdrawn. That's human love. So, I, I, for example, Savannah and I have sometimes spoken about what would it take for us to, to fall apart as a relationship. Well, it would be an incredible, vile um, violation of our trust. In other words, like I can think of any scenario that would that would violate that love, you know, cheating, having multiple relationships without the other one knowing, um, cheating with a close friend, you know, any of these awful scenarios that I've heard, um, you know, people have gone through, just awful. And that's enough to violate trust. And that would be the end of that love. So love, human love, love that's a human emotion has got rules, has got conditions. I trust it's making sense. Whereas the closest thing I've experienced in my human life to unconditional love, and same with my wife, I dare say, with Silvana, is the love that we have for our sons, which is unconditional. Like it's, it's, it's like even if they, <laughs> this is sounds, I'm aware that this is a recorded podcast, so oh my God, anyway, it might be misunderstood. But the point being is that, like as a parent, I would visit my sons in jail if they did something really, really, really awful. I'd still be there. I'd still love them. I'd still be present. I'd still go and visit them. Now, I say this with incredible ignorance and with, with incredible innocence because I don't even know what that even means. Because I, I, I would dare say if the, if the crime was extreme enough, I probably wouldn't visit them. I, I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to that because it's a, it's a fantastical scenario. It's not real at the moment and hopefully never will be. I trust that my sons will never end up in jail. Anyway, uh, so far so good. They're, they're turning out quite quite fine as fine young boys at the age of 12 at the time of this recording. So the point I want to make, guys, is that I want you to have an appreciation that there's a difference between the love that we refer to in everyday um, experiences versus the love that is divine, the love that is divine. And I'm going to swing this, I'm going to circle back in this conversation back to my opening comment that what we judge, we fear. I'll come back to that. I'll give you more insight into that. Of course, that's what the whole purpose of this particular episode is. But we need to have an appreciation of love first because fear is an extension of the ego. I'll go on about that in a moment. So let's go back to love. So in most cases, like how many times have we, have we heard ourselves say, we have fallen out of love with that activity or we've fallen out of love with that career or we've fallen out of love with that person? That's not divine love. That's a love based on rules, conditions, environment. And if the conditions, the environment, and the rules are not all aligned, then we'll, we, there will be no love for that particular experience or event or business or person. H how many times have you, have you ever experienced in your own life or in the lives of others where a relationship takes a sudden twist, a sudden turn, because one person has been deeply offended by the comment the other person has made? That's not divine love. That's human love. So I trust I made it very clear that there are two kinds of love. There's the love that is full of conditions, 
and rules and limitations. And then there's the love that is divine, that is unspoken, that is unconditional, that is boundless, that is ineffable, really. It's the essence. To me, divine love is the essence of consciousness. It is the everything. It is the tree. It is the insect. It is every 7.7 billion members of the human condition. It's everything. It's everyone. And when we're in that place, that sweet place, whether it's a, a, a momentary taste, that sweet place of divine, unconditional love, we can't judge. And so what's this got to do with my opening comment about judge, you know, what we judge is what we fear? Well, you can't be extending love and be experiencing fear at the same time. So let me share with you more on this. So sitting with my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous Manchurian pear trees in my backyard, right, which I dearly love, which I've referred to on a number of occasions over the last 46 episodes of this wonderful podcast. Well, I hope you think it's wonderful. I, I certainly enjoy it. Do you enjoy delivering it? The, the, the trees don't have to try to be trees. The Manchurian pear trees, they're, they're wonderful deciduous trees. I love the three phases they go through every year. The summer, thick in foliage. In the winter, they drop all their leaves and become this incredible complex of network of branches that remind me of the very branches of all of our you know, fibers of our being, of our body, you know, all the, all the blood, all the blood, I don't have all the biology, the biological terminology, but, you know, all the veins in our body and everything, like it reminds me of that, that when I look at the incredibly complex network of branches in these trees, and then spring comes along, just like now, and very soon it's going to start budding a white petal, and the tree becomes rich in white petal, then the wind comes and blows that white petal off, and our backyard is covered in white, it's like it's snowing, but it's not. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, you know, spring, 20, 25 degrees Celsius day with wonderful petals everywhere. And then the foliage gets born. You can see the little sprouts of leaves and how it becomes this thick, green, luscious leaf. It's just wonderful to see. I love it. I love my trees. I love my Manchurian pears. I love it. They don't produce any pears because they're not designed to, ironically, but uh, they're gorgeous trees. Now, the tree, the Manchurian pear, it doesn't have to try to be. It just is. It just is. All right, Joe, that's great. But what's it got to do with what we judge is what we fear? Great question. So let's have a look at that. Divine love, because how, how do we experience divine love? We don't need to try to experience divine love. We just need to allow it. We need to allow it. We need to allow it to be expressed through us. The sun, we don't have to try to see the sun. We don't have to put effort into removing the clouds to see the sun. The sun has been there the whole time. And the clouds, I guess you could say, in the human condition represent all of our dramas and problems and issues, etc. But the sun is the divine love in each and every one of us. So all we need to do is allow it, allow it, microscopically, macroscopically, bit by bit, little bit every day, just allowing, just allowing yourself to fall in love with a petal on a tree. Just allowing ourselves to be moved by the fundamental curiosity of the intelligence that opens the rose, because the intelligence that opens the rose is exactly the same intelligence that is looking through your eyes and mine. It's exactly the same, exactly the same. 
That's the divine love. That's the divine mystery, I guess you could say. I find that incredibly fascinating. What's this got to do with judging? Well, everything. Because when we're judging someone for how they sound, how they look, how they walk, how they talk, we judge someone based on their philosophy, on their psychology, on their personality style, on their choices, on their decisions, on their relationships. When we are judging anyone, we are judging what we fear within ourselves. And in that moment, we are not being an extension of consciousness. We are being a minimizer of consciousness. We are not doing the universe. We're not doing the world any good judging other people. Now, let me be very clear on something about judgment. Because judgment is one of the six needs of the ego. Judgment is one of the six needs of the ego. We need to be in touch with judgment so we can judge a genuine dangerous situation. We need to have an element of judgment to know when we can walk away. You know, if you ever walk down a street where you've, you've, you know, there's someone walking behind you that just doesn't feel right and you just intuitively cross the road to just get away from that particular energy. We all have experienced that. Well, I certainly hope that you have because it teaches us stuff. It teaches us about how to judge those situations. That's not the judgment we're talking about. That's, that's resourceful judgment that's used for our, by our ego to keep us alive, to keep us, because remember the purpose of ego, it's, well, my definition of an ego is that ego is a survival mechanism designed to keep us safe, designed to keep us safe from real dangers. So let's keep circling back. What we judge in others is not the same kind of judgment. What we judge in others is an unconscious projection of what we fear within ourselves that's been expressed through what we are noticing in, a, in another. You're judging someone for their weight. That's a fear that you're projecting onto them that's related to your own fears about perhaps your own weight or your own health or something to do with that. Projecting others on their, you know, judging others on their quality of their relationships is a projection or a judgment of our own relationships. It's a fear. It's a fear of some kind. And when we are extending fear, when we're judging others, we're extending fear. That fear gets communicated vibrationally, gets communicated linguistically, gets communicated emotionally, gets communicated in a look, gets communicated in how we walk, talk, the tone of our voice. It's quite awful, to be frank. So I truly believe with the deepest of certainty that the mission here <clears throat> is for all of us to become what I call professional human beings. And a professional human being has a clean intention to serve humanity without sacrificing itself. That by serving humanity, it expands itself. And this is by doing the art, performing the art of allowing divine love to be expressed through us. Now, let me be very clear. Like all of us, we're all, we all make mistakes. We all get angry. We all have the whole range of emotions completely normal. But please be aware that any judgment you are casting on others, all it does is create separation. All it does is create unresourceful diversity, unresourceful diversity. What it does is it's us not dealing with or not taking responsibility for the aspects of ourselves that we haven't, that we haven't dealt with on the inside. Let me share this with you. Everyone that you meet, everyone that you see in the world is an unconscious projection or is a projection of your unconscious mind. 
Everything that we, you and I see is a projection of our unconscious mind. What we admire, what we love in others is a projection of what we love or need to become aware of that we need to love within ourselves. What we judge on others, what we judge on others, the fear that we have, you know, what we judge is what we fear, is a projection of us unconsciously judging aspects of ourselves, judging ourselves based on the fact that we're not good enough. I shouldn't even say the word the word fact because that's not very that's not accurate language. You know, judging ourselves that we're not enough, or judging ourselves that you know where we don't deserve a certain thing or a certain relationship or whatever it might be. This whole journey is about falling back in love with ourselves. And by love, loving ourselves, I'm not talking about the emotion that's human. I'm talking about the divine, the divine love. You know, I often get curious to know. Well, I, I choose to believe this, and I don't know if this is true. It's all made up anyway. Everything's made up at the end of the day by everyone. We're all making all this stuff up. Our interpretation of the world is just a series of convening assumptions. And a convening assumption I've made is I often get curious about, gee, who created these amazing, incredibly complex and unique bodies? Like there's 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet and there are 7.7 .7 unique individuals. I choose to believe that who we really are is the creator of those bodies. Who we really are are the engineers, the creators, the producers of these bodies, these temporary physical vessels that we've come to experience as physicality. One of my favorite quotes in the entire universe is C.S. Lewis, which I, who I've mentioned here before. C.S. Lewis, the, the author of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, amongst many other beautiful books, where he says, you know, C.S. Lewis quotes, I think he says something like, you are not, no, he says this, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. What you have is a body. I love that, don't you? So what you judge is what you fear. Stop judging and you'll minimize the fear in your life. Minimize the fear in your life for long enough and it will, be, it will become replaced by a sense of appreciation, gratitude, joy, and eventually divine love. And when we are in love with everything, when we are in love with life, in love with opportunity, in love with the relationship, but from a divine perspective, it is impossible to judge another. You will not be expressing fear. You will not be projecting fear. You'll be projecting love. And how often have you and I found that we are attracted or not attracted to the way people are in terms of their presentation, in terms of the way they feel, in terms of their frequency or their vibration or their way of being? It's just, it's not, it's just not the same. It's different for everyone. So you and I can consciously choose what vibrational frequency we want to produce in the world. And if we come from a space of love and appreciation and gratitude, it shows in your face, it shows in our faces, it shows in how we walk and talk. And we know from a rapport-building perspective, it's been proven at the UCLA, the Professor, Professor May Rabian. Fact, Professor May Rabian was a, is a, still is, I think, a Professor Emeritus of Psychology in uh, the UCLA, the University of California. And he has shown many times that 93% of communication is unconscious, that 93% of communication is projected through our tone and through our body language. And when people aren't speaking to us or people are judging us from afar or see us down the supermarket aisle or walking down the street, how we walk, how we feel, the tone of our voice creates a certain vibrational, frequential, 
um, energetical feel vibe in, in, in how we're experienced by other people. So if we're walking around judging others, we're living a life in fear. And that's really hard to do for a long time. So I don't know if I've explained this in a way that makes sense to you, but I trust and hope that just sharing my thoughts on the differences between human love and divine love and how that relates to fear and how fear is on the same spectrum of emotion, of divine, of not divine, of uh, human love, that we can, you know, choose which emotional state to focus on. That's a whole other conversation. But I trust that what I'm adding here is making sense and that it's adding value to your perception that next time you are judging someone, it's a projection of your own fear about something related to that thing that you're judging in that person. So here comes the advanced coaching. You ready for it? Stop it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm going to say on that. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. I hope this, this um, how do I say this? This uh, organic rant makes some kind of sense. All righty. So uh, take care of yourselves and love to you all. Thank you so much for your wonderful comments. I really have a deep sense of appreciation for all of your five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. If you're enjoying this podcast and you think it's of value and you want to share it with others, please do. And uh, I would deeply appreciate a five-star review if you genuinely believe that this is five-star. Um, I don't want any 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 um, you know crap. I want someone you know who believes that this is real, really valuable. And if that's the case, we'd love for you to just rate this five stars and uh, and uh, share your words in in Apple iTunes. That would be deeply, deeply appreciated. Help spread the word. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it very much. Look, looking forward to our next episode next week on episode 48. Thanks for tuning in to episode 47. What you judge is what you fear. Thanks so much. Bye for now. I'm Joe Pane, and you've been listening to Insights, the podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can now follow my insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm looking forward to being with you again very soon in the next episode of Insights, the podcast.